Yo, what's good, people? Welcome to another episode, man. It's, it's, it's a good day, man. It's a really good day. You know why? Because you listen to the episode. That's why it's a good day. You got me, B-Ball Jones. Yeah, my guy over here, my cousin, Nelson Haskin. What's up, bro? What's going on, brother? How you doing? <laughs> Can't complain, man. Can't complain. It's a lovely day on this earth. What about you? Everything good on my end, man. Just, you know, uh, schooling and working. Working and schooling. <laughs> Yeah, working business on my end, man. That's, that's just the endless rotation of that, man. It's just back and forth between that, man. Right. So let's go ahead and get to this episode, man. This is a, uh, it's an interesting talk that we're going to have today that uh, mm. I'm glad to get into. So I'm going to just set the stage for you, man. So during my years of training and a little bit, you know, my small percentage of coaching that I've done, I've I've come across parents and stuff of them wanting to um, get their kids in the right situation. You feel me? Get them set up to where they can, you know, do better at the next level, you know, and get them prepared to play at a very high level, whether that's college or anything past that, whatever pro level that might be. And for me personally, I kind of go back and forth between these two scenarios of what makes the most sense to develop in, in growing. So would it make more sense to be in a situation where, uh, let's say travel ball. So you're playing travel ball, right? Would you rather be the guy or even the girl, you know, for those listeners, would you rather be the main player or the main person on a team that's not as good and maybe a smaller situation? Or would you rather be just another person on the starts of the team, like this is an all-star lineup, and you basically just like a, another player on the team. So, just juggling between those two, man. Would you rather be, let's say, the big fish in a small pond, or would you rather be like the little fish in the ocean? Like, which one would you feel like, you know, going back to your travel ball days? Which one makes the most sense to you? You feel like is the best situation to, to develop and grow in? Hmm. Um. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I had to think about this just from my own perspective. So, I've never really been the number one option guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never been the guy that was like, "Oh man, if, if Nelson don't get us 20, we gonna lose." Type stuff. I've never been that guy. Cause, and that's mostly because I didn't, you know, I didn't have the skill to go get us 20 on any given night. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, every now and then I might give you 20. You know, on a good day. I might bust you out of 20 ball. You know what I'm saying? You just never know. But for me to have that the, that responsibility of, hey, Nell, if you don't get 20, we're going to lose. Like, point blank, period. So I've never been that guy. So what I'll say is I think I would fit, especially like my game, just think about me and my game. My game fits better if I'm – as you said, the small fish uh, in the ocean. But I don't like to think of it as being a small fish in the ocean. I like to think of it as like we all big fish. Like, <laughs> like you got to beat all of us. And at the end of the day, I want to win. So I'm not too big on stats and stuff like that. I want to win more than anything. And so I'd rather be in that list of names of like, man, how you was going – you know how guys argue about who teams was better or whatever, that, like teams that never played or whatever. Like I graduated high school in like 2012, and this other good team graduated in like 2017, so we never really played each other or whatever. And they'd be like, man, y'all would never beat us. Who going to guard so-and-so? Who going to guard so-and-so? Who going to guard so-and-so? I like to beat them so-and-sos, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? It's just one of them things, especially because my game fits that way because it's like, man, uh, like John Wall said, when John Wall signed, signed with the uh, Clippers, he was like – the third best defender finna be guarding me. Sound like bad news for them. I'm good with that. Let's do it. Like, hey, you telling me the small, like, I might play with, like, let's say I'm playing with, like, a seven-footer or something, or, like, a dude 16, I'm playing a four. You, might, you mean to tell me the biggest dude finna guard him and the second biggest dude finna guard me? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm I'm ready. <laughs> so, I think yeah. I'm going I'm, I'm like the small fish. In the in the ocean type deal, if that makes sense to you. So, what, what about you? What how you feel about? It? I think I have to go on the other end, man. Um, I get where you're coming from, but I feel like you know, not to be selfish, but I feel like when when you're in that position, you're able to uh, 
grow and develop a little bit more freely. So, you know, um, just the illustration here, I use, it's funny I use that word, but if you're an artist, right, and you're able to use any color you want to, and you can use pens or pencils, you can use markers, you can, you know, you're free to use whatever you want to, more than likely you're going to be more of a, a more diverse artist as you develop and grow. You know what I mean? So, like, if you have a good instructor, a good teacher, they're able to let you just free roam. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to tell you the color inside the lines. Like, in their mind, there is no lines. You're just free to create. How, you're free to create, right? So, like, this, mm. that's the biggest thing. So, think about how, like, a James Harden is, right? Like, when he was in Houston, they, what, what rule? The rule is get the ball in my hands, and we'll figure everything out from there. Like, that's, that's it. That's the play. And so, when you allow kids to have that level of freedom, confidence is going through the roof because in my mind, I got the ultimate green light. So a mistake is, is just the, the, a lesson basically. You know what I mean? If you got the right coach around them, I'll say that, but you know, if I could pick, I, I'm more, I was more like you. I wasn't necessarily the guy on any team. I was, you know, I had pockets where I was the best player, but my, my playing style isn't best player material, if that makes sense. Like I'm I'm not me, I'm not maxed out to be a best player. Mm. You know what I mean? Like my skill set is more tailored to get everybody involved. I play great defense. Can I score? Yeah, I can score, but I'm I'm kind of like a John Wall. You feel me? Like that's not a great example because I'm not John Wall, but I'm more John Wall if that makes sense. But no, I understand. Uh, so yeah, like I'm gonna get everybody involved, play defense. I'm gonna have a little highlight stuff here and there, but I'm not finna take over the game and drop you third. That's not what I want to do. Could I do it? Yeah, I probably could have trained and worked and got better at doing that, but that's not me. And then I don't feel happy dropping 30. Give me 13 with 30 assists. Oh, we talking, we talking good now. You know, so but um but yeah, I just think overall, man, like especially at the youth level, I don't love seeing people gang up and just, you know, all the superstar stack teams, the monsters. Like, come on, bro. Like, that's not really fun or fair you know what i mean like let's let the kids have freedom you know and just just play ball you feel me so for me personally i feel like it makes more sense to at certain times really let them be like the first string option and just like go from there because now you just your comfort's going through the roof and you're able to figure out your game at a different in a different lane than you could be just another guy in a stack lineup that's kind of how i feel about it yeah, I definitely understand. Like when you talk about kids developing, that I feel like that's definitely important too. Like have the ability to mess up, you know, you got the the freedom to you kind of kind of find your game in the game, you know, see what works for you, what doesn't, you know, without feeling like, oh, if I do this, I'm gonna come out, or I might not start tomorrow, or stuff like that. So that kind of be good mm-hmm. for itself. But me personally, you know, and I said this multiple times on here. I am good at being a star in my role. Like, that's how that's how I came up playing. Like, I'm good at that because I've never been the number one guy. And so I've naturally developed in that way to be good at that role of, like, I'm good with being in that darker spot. Like, hey, like, when you drive and my man step the hill, you can drop it off to me, I'm dunking. Or you can lob it up, I'm catching it. We putting in the goal. I'm ready. For, like, I'm, I'm here to help you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I, that's my kind of game now. And, you know, I'm developing enough to, like, you know, do other things. Like, you can put the ball in my hand and, you know, ask me to get a bucket. And, like, I'm good with that now. But, you know, growing up and, like, developing, that's how I developed. And so, like, you know, and, and it, it helps that I'm a big also. You know, big, it's, it's more of a guard game now, the way the game is played. But <clears throat> I'm going to play some defense. I'm going to run. I'm going to block shots play. I'm going to dunk. I'm going to hustle play. You know, stuff like that. So I'm good for being a star in my role. So I think I'll take that. Like, um, Boogie Cousins and them, and them and they Kentucky team. Who all was on that team? It was like John Wall, Eric Bledsoe, Boogie. Um, uh, Patrick Patterson. Patrick Patterson. Who was the other wing? It was one other guy. Um, It wasn't D-Book or nobody like that, but it was another wing yeah. player. I- I want to say Darius Miles, but I feel like that's that's wrong. Uh, nah, you, oh, I can't remember at the moment. But yeah, either way, okay. yeah, they, they had you got you talking about a starring lineup of NBA players, like literally. Yeah. 
And so I think I'm taking being that Patrick, that Patrick Mills, not Patrick Mills, Patrick Patterson mm-hmm. over being what's a good example? Like over being anybody at a small school getting trapped every time I touch the ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, I think I think about that more than anything. Like, do I really want to be getting double teamed? Like every time I touch the ball, am I ready for that mentally? Like, because I think that's the most frustrating stuff in the world. I've been double teamed. Like, I didn't had games where I was scout, like the scout was to double me. If I caught the ball on the block, they was doubling the they they doubling the post out the gate. They like forget who else whoever else out here. Go double him. And like they used to happen to me when I was especially when I was in JUCO, and I used to be like, man, like I'm in one game. I got doubled every time I caught the ball on the block, and I had five turnovers, and we lost the game by like four points. I was like, "Yeah, I need, mm-hmm. I need somebody on this outside. <laughs> I need somebody on this. I need my Kobe. <laughs> I need somebody on this outside that go get a bucket because they a hey. and Shaq. I know Shaq was getting double teamed and stuff too, but I ain't Shaq. That's what I'm saying. I'm, like, I'm not Shaq. Like I need that Kobe out there." So I know they ain't gonna double me because mm-hmm. if they double me, I kick out to somebody who I know gonna get a bug and make something happen. But yeah, that just that just ain't my game. So maybe that 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 has a lot to do with it. Would I love to be a guy that's an average of thirty? Like if I'm if I'm averaging like twenty five and twelve, and you know, I, I, maybe I'm the only like super great talent that we have. Not like would that be cool? Yeah, I would love to have no numbers and stuff if it came mm-hmm. with winning. But if I'll also take, you know, getting my 14 and 10 and letting somebody else get 20 a night. Like, Mm. I'm good with that. Like, as long as they keep the – like, not that I'm afraid of pressure, but as long as they keep the defensive pressure off me, like, of being that number one option. Like, because I'm not an outside perimeter guy. So, if I catch the ball inside the paint, they doubling, I'm going to get mad. I'm like, bro, let this man get murdered. Like, everybody (laughs) – let this man fend for himself. Because we ain't doubling on the other end, so y'all let this man work out. <laughs> that I feel like, man, I ain't doubling him. Like, if he catch the ball yeah. on that block, we go mano y mano. But y'all want to double yeah. me. All right. <laughs> I get mad I think, about stuff like I think you're thinking about it from the position that you're in now. <laughs> like, if you could rewind and just have Nelson's fresh brain when he first started basketball, if you if you had the reins taken off you and like the the blinds taken off you to where Nelson you're big and this is what you do, versus mm. Nelson you're however tall you are compared to the other kids you just play basketball. Not to say you still won't be in the same position that you are that you're in now, but right. I guarantee you'll be a little more skilled. Your post game probably be a little more polished. Your handles be just a little bit better. It's, it's just a little bit. I ain't saying you'd be like, you know. Uh, KD or like Bookie Cousins or nothing, but mm. you probably would be where you are right now a year or two ago. You know what I mean? So like that kind of, you know, the progress that you had could have been done earlier. But because you were slowed down by being a star in your role, ain't no role when you were a kid first, for real, for real. Yeah. Like you just you just go hoop. So by, especially down here in the South, you got coaches, oh, you uh, you talk to everybody else, you the big. All you do is, especially if you, you're not the most athletic guy, you ain't really got no skill for real, for real, or you just stand around the rim, put your hands up. The ball comes to you, just grab it, keep it high, don't let nobody else come and get it, throw it to your point guard, <laughs> rim run, do the same thing, turn around. Don't don't fumble the ball, just catch it, turn, turn one foot, don't travel, turn around, lay up. <laughs> <laughs> turn one foot. <laughs> Pick one foot, <laughs> and that's it. And that's how you get coached pretty much down here. Like, that's it. Like, wow, that's that's true though. That's true. But imagine if you said, "Hey, when you get the rebound, just just go run." Like you, you point guard a little bit. Now, if you're allowed to fumble around the ball a little bit, you you get a move here and there. Like you might look like Yao Ming. I know I I, I got through this highlight in here probably, but Yao Ming uh had the ball in the fast break one time. He went on the court, took wrapped it behind the back, and I think he you know went and finished for a layup or a dunk. He did. It was a nice highlight, you know. Mm. I ain't saying you gonna look like him, but you some at some point you'll progress to look like that. You look decent. You feel right. me? And but you are you a handicapped and held back because this is what the image of a big is, especially when we were growing up. You know, but um, but I feel like a lot of kids deal with that. But if you took that off, 
now you probably won't be thinking as a star in your role and your role would be the star you feel me or mm -hmm. your role would be to be the guy to be a Shaq, to be a Giannis, to be a kg that does more than just play defense and rebound and kick it out to the point guard so that's why i feel like you know uh especially starting off with yeah it's important to play your role and everything but if you're giving free reign and let the roles kind of define themselves, now you're able to grow limits without any limits on you. So that's why I feel like, especially in a youth level, there there are no excuse me, there are no real roles. Not for real, for real. You know what I mean? Like the roles will define itself, but starting off with just go hoop. You feel me? Like, well, I'll, I'll tweak stuff here and there, but for real, for real, just go play basketball and basketball sort itself out. You know, so. That's how I feel personally, especially at the youth level of that. Man, give me, give me, a, give me some kids who will just be free reign and let me be that free kid and just I'll grow and learn to make mistakes. Cause I still, I would probably still turn out to be the same player I am, but I would be my scoring ability be a little bit higher. And so, like you said, you don't, you don't feel comfortable being double team, but imagine you in high school getting double team. All I'm gonna do is adjust and say, hey, when you get double team, like you probably know now, like okay. As soon as you see a double team coming, either kick it right back out or make a quick move before a double team comes or make a move away from a double team. Mm. Quick, easy adjustments. A quick little <clears throat> stuff right there. But now in the summertime, you're training for a double team now. Kobe used to train for double teams and triple teams. He trained for situations like that. I know I'm getting double team on the elbow, but all that means is I'm going to go to the elbow a little bit quicker. I'm going to go and I'm going to pull up faster. I'm going to go, but I'm going to tell D Fish to drop to the corner and spread out a little bit more so now I can kick it out to him. So you're not just selling for what the defense gives you. Now you're thinking the game at the next level and you're training at the next level and now you're being coached at the next level because you're able to have all the colors in your in your crayon box rather than just, you know, black, white, and gray or just red and blue. You feel me? So that's why I feel like it's important for you to be allowed to be the free reign and, and that D-star player, so to speak, and you know, have that free reign rather than just being another player on the roster, you know, so to speak. Mm. No, I feel that that makes good sense, <clears throat> but I think that makes more sense from a training aspect, and it makes sense that we think, <laughs> but I feel like that makes more sense. Like, as a trainer, and you train a kid, you should train a kid to be a, like to be a guard. I don't care if the kid come out the womb six five, like. If you're trained to have every aspect of basketball, train even if he come out tall, train him to dribble, train him to shoot, train him to pass, train him to finish, everything. Train him to be a basketball player first rather than train him to be a power forward or a center or, or a shooting guard. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that, I think that's true. But then what I had a problem is where you got – you said when you were a kid, ain't no roles. Because if you ever coached a, a, a YMCA kids team or something, something like that or – <laughs> anything, kids, league, anything, you might want to assign some roles. Because what ended up happening is when you say, hey, man, y'all just go hoop, and, you know, you make adjustments, it sounds good until that one kid that play guard start jacking all the shots. Because it's like, man, coach said hoop. You said you go hoop. Then you got that talking about, man, you got to pass the ball. And then guess what he going to say? But you said we just need to hoop. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The kids do that. And, you know, so then you got other kids mad because they ain't touched the ball in a minute. So then what they do, as soon as they touch it, they ain't passing because they ain't touched it in a minute. So I'm going to shoot this one while I got it. <laughs> so you, you got to kind of – I mean, I ain't saying you you wouldn't have no structure if you was a coach, but uh, yeah. you got to have some kind of some kind of roles in place to let kids know, like, hey, you know, it ain't really your job to jack shots from out here. I know you see the guards shooting threes, but that ain't really your job to shoot the way they shoot. Now, if you catch it open, stand still, feet sit, you shoot it. Like, hey, knock it down. But I know you see them coming off screens, handling the ball, shooting certain shots. That's not your game. Not right now, at least. So don't 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 concern yourself with that. Concern yourself with doing what we need you to do to win. So, and the same thing goes for guards. Like, hey, I know you see so-and-so in the paint most of the time. You know, because it's funny because a lot of guards want to be bigs. A lot of bigs wish they was guards. And yep. like, it's weird how that goes. But um, I know you see so-and-so sitting in the paint. I know you think you can get down there and Kyrie somebody because you're a little bit bigger than the other guard. But 
that ain't the role we want you to play right now. I need you to be handling my ball. You more, you my better ball handler. So I need you to be the one out here on the perimeter. You know. So I think that's really where it comes down to. It's like man, like everybody gotta have a role in some kind of way. And you know, kid, you'll find out even with kids, you'll find out soon and early on who the stars is. Oh, like, mm-hmm. let me not stars. Let me say you'll find out quick who your guard, like who your like scorer is. You'll find out quick mm-hmm. who your better defender is. You'll find out quick who your best big man is. Even if he ain't really making big man moves, you find out who the best tall kid on that team is. Mm-hmm. And you know, you just put them in place to be successful. So that that's what kind of how I see it. So I think you got to have some kind of roles, even with kids. And you know, you you know, on the side and coaching and training, you know, you work on stuff to develop everything. Like, cause I remember growing up, they separated bigs and guards. When I was in mm-hmm. middle school, when I was in high school, they separated bigs and guards. Hey, guards now your bigs down there. We down there working on post hooks and jump. Guards coming off, you know, cones shooting the ball, you know, doing all type of other stuff like that. And you know, I wish I did that stuff because then, you know, later on in my career, it's like, dang, I, I, I can't shoot, can I? <laughs> <laughs> you look at coach like, dang, coach, I, I, I can't shoot, huh? <laughs> and you think back on them drills, it's like, dang, I wish I was on the other end of the court now. <laughs> yep. But it, it's one of them things, like, as a coach, you need to train your players to be able to do everything. As a coach and a trainer, you need to train to do everything. But in the flow of the game, it's like, hey, man, do what we need you to do at, at your position to be successful. Now, if you're good enough at your position, maybe you still will be the star because it's star bigs just like a star guards and star wings, you know. So ain't no ain't nobody saying, like, if you a big, you ain't going to be the star player or nothing like that. But if you're good enough at your role, good enough at your job, that's where becoming the star comes in or becomes, you know, attainable. Cause like now, I could be quote unquote a star in a, in our game. Like I, I might, you know, I could be our team's leading scorer at this point in my career. But there was a time where if I was leading the score, I, either I had a good day or the team had a bad day, <laughs> and that was it. So I think I take that though. I take like so. I like just going back to the original topic. I take being the small fish in the big pond because it's like I know what I can do. And like my my trainer, like Carl, tell me Carl trains me all uh, all the time. He he's like in charge of my development. He tell me, "Hey man, make all the easy ones, and make a couple tough ones." And we walking our way to twenty. That what he say. If you make all the easy shots that you get, the little easy catch, turn post hooks, the bunnies, the drop offs that you lay up or dunk, and the alley oops, because you go get a couple of them every time. The free throws, them easy ones, feet set middies, easy. Feet set, tray ball, catch and shoot, easy. If you make the easy ones and then, you know, slide in a couple tough ones where it's like, oh, you had to make a real move, you know, you this was – you had to actually work out to get your bucket. You make a couple of the tough ones, you, you'll walk your way to 20. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's easier said than done, obviously, but that that's what it takes now. You know what I'm saying? Because I've yeah. had that, that development. So there was a point in time where my career was just make the easy ones. It's like, shoot, they worry about so-and-so. So I'm going to get these drop-offs. I'm dunking it. Every night they're going to hit me on the block. I'm going to make a move, post up, whatever, whatever I decide to do with it. I'm going to make my free throws. And then I walk my way to 14. Now it's like, now I make some tough ones. Like mix the tough ones in. And that's where mm-hmm. the, the elevation in your game and my game comes. It's like, oh, now you've got the skill to make a couple tough buckets. So we needed yep. you to do that. And so I'm good with being that small fit because I know what I can do. So, like, every now and then it's going to be like, I'm still going to contribute. Is how I see it. I'm, I'm going to contribute what I can do to the team. And we're going we gonna to rock out like that because I know I got other players that I can depend on. So I'm good with that one. Yeah. <clears throat> and, I mean, I feel like I'm not saying, like, strictly from a training perspective. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm probably thinking about my situation I had when I was coaching. And so I kind of had more of a development type of team. Mm. And even with that, I still allow players to kind of like expand the game a little bit. So like I would never tell anybody to not shoot. So I had everything from like a 4'11", like five foot girl. It's like seven, six, seven grade girl. So I had like a 4'11", five foot girl all the way up to like a 
six foot six one girl. Like if the six one girl wanted to shoot, guess what you gonna do? Shoot. <laughs> what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna coach and train you like, hey, uh, was that the best shot you could have got? What could what could what could you have got an easier one? Okay, how could you make that better? You know what I mean? So like yeah. I'm I'm a little bit different because I'm gonna coach and train you at the same time. But now sometimes to win the game, that coaching side will take over a little bit more, of course. And it, you know, and I will kind of like emphasize what your role is or what not necessarily what your role is, but like what is the biggest impact you can have in the game. You feel me? But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dictate that. What I'm going to do is kind of like how you said before, if you got a whole bunch of YMCA kids or just, you know, red kids or whatever, like even when, you know, you work a camp and you don't know any of the kids, you're going to know who is who easy real quick. You're going to start figuring that out. But from there, now you start having some type of boundaries. So I I let the game dictate it rather than just, oh, you're 6'3 in the eighth grade, so I'm going to put you at the big. No, I see you 6'3, but you can handle. Okay, cool. You might be my point guard and my big. You feel me? So I let the game dictate what it is, and now I put some type of boundaries or some type of uh, guidelines in place to where everybody understands. So now, what my guidelines are of that? Hey, if you're in this situation, we're looking to do this, but these options are still available. So I'm not going to constrict you to where your role is to strictly shoot. You're a PJ Tucker. All you do is stand in the corner and shoot, and you play defense. No, I ain't none of that on my team. No, but this is what you do best. This maximizes you, but you're allowed to do X, Y, and Z. So if Peter Tucker want to bring the ball to the floor, all right, cool. But when you mess up, we're going to have a conversation. Not in a rough way, but it's like, yo, why, what happened? Was that the best decision? What could you have done? Okay, cool. So now, now you piece stuff together to where you realize your role on your own rather than me forcing you there. But I'm not putting any boundaries on you because next thing you know, a girl or a guy might surprise me, like, oh snap, she oh, they made a he did what? But you don't get that without them being feel they without them feeling free enough to explore without the boundaries. Oh, it's not my role to sit here and do this move, so I'm just gonna sit here in the corner and do nothing. And like it wasn't your role to be a point guard, so you never had any opportunity to expand and explore more stuff. But you know, it's it's, it's nothing wrong being a role player, but I just feel like, you know, especially at the youth level, you should be allowed to explore and do more things. Now, it's different when you're talking about college ball and you look at, um, you know, the, the bigger players and you look at how they develop and grew. And that whole that's I think that's a whole different conversation to have almost. And like. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because like at that system, your roles are established, like there's no ifs, ands or buts. But I do feel like, you know, I still feel like I'd rather be the big fish in a small pond there, too. Kind of like I said about COVID, because now you still have the free reigns. But now you almost have the ultimate cheat code because, like, there's almost nothing now that you can't go against now. Like, I done seen boxing one, triangle in two. I'd have been double team all the way up the floor. I'd have been denied the whole game. It's like. Man, like I remember when Trey Young was in college, he uh went crazy. He was putting up thirty balls left and right. He was he was leading the league. I mean, leading the uh nation in assists. You know, but then after the little break we had when conference play started, his numbers started dropping. Well, yeah, I'm getting double teamed all the time. But guess what? You slip up and let me get one on one. I'm toasting you. I don't care who you are. You can you can be the the Kawhi Leonard mixed with Drew Harden of college basketball. I mean, uh, Drew Holiday of college basketball. You getting roasted, bro. Ain't no one-on-one college play stopping me, bro. Like, what are we talking about here? But that's the type of mindset you're going to have from being the big fish in a small pond. Because, like, man, I've been toasting these dudes all season, bro. Like, I've been getting boxing one, trying to two all year. So now I'm unstoppable, bro. So what are we talking about here? So I'd much rather be like, you know, the John Morantz or the the Damian Lewis and the Steph Curry because now I I don't even have – a green light. It's, it's a, a lime, neon, like ridiculously green. The light. ultra it's, green. Boy, when I tell you that, it's blinding how bright that light is. Like it's crazy. said <laughs> <laughs> it's blinding. The ultra green light. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think you know I'd rather I'd rather be that player. You know, go, take me to a small school. You know, I ain't got to be out of Kentucky or Duke or nothing like that. 
But let me be at a little Weber State. You know, Weber State. Weber. Announced right. Weber. I'm trying to offend nobody. Weber State. Take me to a little Davidson, you know, and let me let me get my, my 30 balls off here and there. You feel me? Let me let me be the guy. You know, I feel like that situation will fit me better. Personally, that's what I prefer. But I feel like you're probably on the other end of it. Yeah, I am. Bro. Hey, that team with Boogie and them in Kentucky, all of them went to the league. So, hey, I, I'll contribute. <laughs> I'll be one of the names. Hey, man, you played with Boogie. He played uh, John Wall, so-and-so, so-and-so. Yeah, I was in there. <laughs> I was in there. I was in the mix. And we all went to the league. I'm good with that. See, you you the guy. You the guy at your school, and you the only one going. <laughs> you, you, the only, you the only one. Hey, you can't name me not one damn little teammate. <laughs> Hey, them boys! Hey, them boys at the end of that season said, "Hey, dang, I'm glad I got to play with you, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna go get this job at Bank of America. <laughs> I'm gonna make use of this. I'm gonna go make use of this uh, English degree I got. <laughs> hey, but good luck, bro. I'm, I'm gonna be watching you on TV. <laughs> I'm telling you, what? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> but, but that's true. But I still feel like you know, if you're looking at it basketball, it's kind of like I said before, man. Like when you're in that level in that situation, you still have a level of freedom that you you can't touch me. You know what I mean, like. You have a physical and a mental freedom to be like, man, I can really do anything I want. So like when Kyrie was was young, Kyrie with the Cavs before LeBron came back. What rules did Kyrie have? Nothing. Yeah. That boy was just hooping. Like <laughs> a pass is an option. Option number five. I'm <laughs> I'm just out here to hoop, bro. Like I think I think for real, for real, he just went out there and he was hooping. I think most young guys do that anyway. But I really feel like he he got to a point where he was like. Oh, this is NBA basketball. This ain't too far different from what I was going against over here in this situation. I'm just finna ball out, bro. I'm just finna like really play. I'm still cooking. I'm I'm just finna cook y'all and just you know have fun with this because this ain't this ain't. How I many highs kind of get in his one game? That's, I think I'm pretty sure he had a couple games. He was like, I wonder if I can get five good highs out of this game. Like just just five. Like, <laughs> well, let's see. We down twenty. It's the second quarter. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna give me some out of this. I'm gonna be on ESPN for some positive. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Somebody gotta get it, but <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, I'm that though. Yeah, and that probably do help develop better. Like being that guy, that small, that small fish. I mean, that big fish in a small pond probably would help you develop better to be the guy in the NBA if you were that good to be a Damian Lillard, Steph Curry kind of guy. It probably did help to develop you like that, cause it's like you already got that mentality. Like I, I'm the guy, I can that you put put the pressure on me, put the weight on my shoulders. You know, maybe that's why you see guys like Dame and Steph that went to them small schools. They loyal, they loyal to the soil. It's like, hey man, I, I'm I'm here. Like, cause I'm sure them guys could have transferred out of their school, but they was like, nah, bro. Like this where I go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and you see guys like that, they sticking around. They program. Y'all might be like that too. You know, he come from Murray State. So, I feel like that might have helped their mentality. It's like, oh, like, we might not be winning, but should get put it on me. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm trying to get us every dub. You know what I'm saying? Put the pressure on me. And so, that might – you might have a point in that. They might – that might help do that for them. But uh, I still stick with my answer, though. I can't lie. Yeah, I feel you, man. Like, the honestly, the only – the counter, I'm gonna counter my own argument, but like the only for real counter I can come up with is that uh, you kind of have to relearn basketball almost if you're mm. always the big fish in a small pond. Because now, do you know how to play off ball basketball? Do you understand mm. how to fully develop and be a full basketball player? You know what I mean? Like, um, I forgot who said it. But they were talking about how James Harden, like a lot of guys in today's basketball, NBA guys, don't know how to play basketball anymore because they only know one-on-one or primary ball handler basketball. They don't understand how to do off-ball cuts and, you know, pin downs and 
come off and curl. They don't understand all this stuff in flat screens. And I get that. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's the only the counter argument I could have to where if you were at Kentucky, you know how to sit there and play your role. You know how to minimize and what, like, like Devin Booker knows I can shoot the ball. So now I know worst comes to worst, I'm going to just, this, this is what I'm going to do. You feel me? I'm going to just, you know, let it rip from right here. So don't mess around. Let me get open now. Cause I didn't, oh man, when I get open, it's a wrap versus, <laughs> you know, Dame or CJ or Jaw or Steph is always like, not throw the ball out my hands. It's kind of how like James Harden and uh, CP were. Like once I get a ball in my hands, I'm just chilling in the corner. Like I'm just, I'm here. You know, it's not real basketball. You just, you just taking up space now. You know, so that's the only kind of argument I could come up with when I was thinking about this is that you're kind of hindering their development as a full basketball player. Like, yeah, you're great one-on-one. You're great with, you know, how to handle pressure and everything, but you're not fully, a fully developed basketball player. That's where back in the day, Kobe's and the T-Max and the Paul Pierce and the Ray Allen, they knew how to play on the ball and off the ball. So you mm-hmm. might double team me. I'm going to kick it out to him. I'm going to loop around and make this move and go to the other side of the court. Now I'm posting you up. Or now I know how to – I'm going to kick it out. But then basically Steph, the other half of Steph Curry's game is what, you know, we're talking about here. So I throw the ball out of my hands. Dre, you got it. I'm going to just loop around and come around some kind of screen, an elevator screen, whatever. And I'm going to get the ball somewhere else. And I'm just, you know, old school two guard. So that's the one kind of argument I would have against my, you know – side of it but i still feel like overall for like to develop a lot more it pays a lot more to be the guy because i think it might be easier from a youth level to pull it back some than to pull out because i struggle you struggle with pulling more out of kids because psychologically they're so boxed in to like i'm only supposed to do this coach so i can't know bro you can do so much more I'd much rather have you dial it back in and say, hey, we don't need all of that right now. Just give me this this corner right here. For, just right here. <clears throat> Maybe it's from my experience of what I've seen and dealt with, man. But I rather, I'd much rather deal with, like, the, the big fish in a small pond. I'd rather be the big fish in a small pond. Might be a little ego here to being, like, can't drop 30. When you, at some point, you know, I got to dial it back and drop, you know, 18. But, yeah, is that really bad of a trade-off? If, especially if you win it. So, but that's kind of how I still feel like the big finish and small point is better overall, man. That's that's the side I'm sticking with. Hey man, I understand, bro. We um I get what you got to agree to disagree on that one, boy. But let me I'm gonna get my buckets when they come instead of forcing them, and we good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think most of the base we just gonna have to agree to disagree, man. But uh, I got another one I want to talk to you about, man. Mm. And this one's a little bit of, uh, yeah, it's a little, might get a little warm in here for some people. So, I remember a while back, I think it was last year, it got pretty popular for, you know, support black colleges and uh, a lot of people talking about going to HBCUs. I'm not going to name certain people's names because, you know, they might renege on that or they might have reneged and I ain't trying to, you know, put nobody out there. But uh, I think, was it Maker Maker or, or one or Bowl? One of them tall, lanky guys. One one of them. It's the Maker or Bowl. It's one of them. Mm-hmm. They went to Howard, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. They ended up playing because of injury or something like that. But you know, a couple of guys were like, "Man, I'm going to HBCU to support the HBCU." And for a while, there's a debate and talks around: Should we have more of our athletes, you know, going to HBCUs and support them, and you know, building that up? Versus going to the power files and the PWIs and all that stuff. So um, that was a debate I was kind of having with myself. Like, that's that's some truthful things. Like, man, like, we should be supporting some of our own colleges and the HBCUs. And but at the same time, it's like, why not go to a Kentucky or your Duke or whatever? So I just kind of what, – what do you what do you feel on this, man? Do you feel like we should be more, you know – HBCU support our black colleges, or just kind of you know, there's nothing wrong going to a PWI or you know, power five schools. So what do you feel on this debate of side versus one side? Uh, you know, this is kind of an interesting, interesting topic for me as I currently attend a PWI. So, um, 
Can't say too much. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, for real, what I will say, though, what I will say, we definitely, as a, like, just speaking for us as a culture, you know, in the black community, I definitely think we should give HBCUs a, a better look. You know what I'm saying? And when I say that, what I mean when I say that is don't pass them off. That's all I'm saying. Like, don't just be like, oh, I got this school, this school, and this school. I ain't worried about no HBCU. Because we kind of look at HBCUs like they just, like, that they secondhand almost. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, like we settling for HBCU. And that's not the case. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's plenty of great HBCUs to play for and to attend school at. You know what I'm saying? And you can still have a chance to be everything you want to be, be a pro, be an NBA, whatever. You still got a chance if you as good as you should be or as good as you think you are. But if you that, that level of talent, you know, they'll find you. So I do think we definitely need to have a bigger, like, or a more open mind when it comes to HBCUs because every HBCU isn't ran, ran bad, isn't down bad, isn't broke, isn't, you know, none of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And so you just kind of got to look at it like, okay, the uh, this uh, Bethune Cookman offered me, uh, North Carolina A and T offered me, Fam U offered me. Let me give them a look. Let me not write them off just because they are HBCU. Don't don't let the title of HBCU make you feel like oh, you know. I feel like guys do that. You know, like, oh, that's HBCU. Mm, I'm good. Like don't no, nah, don't write them off. Give them the same look and opportunity you would have gave Coach K if he called your phone. And I know it's good. You know, Coach K is the is like the highest end of the spectrum. You know, I got. I guess we got to stop saying that because he didn't retire. But yeah, you know, I think it's about gonna, that. <laughs> that's gonna be weird for a while. I gotta use that. I don't even know who the new coach is. But if John, uh, like, get John, uh, uh, and he played for him too. I can't remember his name. But John, so, his name John. When he, when he do as much as Coach K, we'll know his name. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no, hey, that was me. That was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no offense to that guy, man. Congratulations. <laughs> That's <all> funny. <laughs> Be Coach K. I remember your name. Right now, you just you just Duke coach. Duke, the coach of Duke basketball. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, brother. Whatever your name is. <laughs> I just but, know John. Um, John, something with an S. That's that's the best I got. I'm sorry, man. But <laughs> well, give the HBCUs the same look you would give if Duke called your phone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I understand Duke is like the highest end. You know, that's like the highest class of college basketball there is. It's a blue blood. You know, Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, Louisville, them guys. You know, I know them blue bloods. But don't write off. HBCUs just because you got those other kind of offers or other D1 offers. Like, you know, don't 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 make it seem like they just like, oh well, if I got this offer, then that's a waste of time. They're not, you know. Show them a little love like you show the love, like the love you show them other schools. So mm-hmm. what what you think? What, how you how you feel about the whole thing? <sighs> All right, man. Um Ah, all right. I hear what you're saying, um, and I don't, I don't disagree. Let me say that I completely agree with giving them a shot. I, I agree with giving them an opportunity. We should, fair, like a fair one. Like you know how um, I think it's really more than it's really in the NFL. They talk about how um, there's literally a rule put in place that you had to interview at least one black coach for opportunity. You know what I mean? But I feel like you know. More than likely, a lot of teams just go through the motion of saying we're going to look at one black coach. I think the NBA might have something similar to that, but I know the NFL does for sure. And you have to interview one black coach to kind of go through the motion to say we're doing that for fair opportunity, equal, all that stuff. And I hope that players don't do that to where they say, I just, I'll give HBC a little shot. I'll say it just to say I went through the motions and I don't get, you know, uh, black ball, nothing like that. I ain't no, no coon, nothing from the community, nothing like that. You know, I hope players don't do that. But let's be completely real here. Let's be 100%, like all the way. Let's put everything on the table here. You're telling me if John Calipari, or Parry, how you pronounce his last name, the, the coach at Kentucky University, the Kentucky University, calls your phone. Yo, we got a full ride for you here, bro. 
Do you have you seen a locker room? Have you seen Lexington, Kentucky? Have you seen a rubber arena? Have, have you seen any of that? Our weight room. The, do you know how we fly? We fly. We fly pretty well. The food we get pretty nice here. Versus HBCU coach over here. Oh, uh, we we can get you a full ride, but you know we can't we can't offer this this and that, and you know it's not a guarantee that you're gonna have these things. Like it's a lot more question marks over here, and you're not as certain of certain stuff over here. You trying to tell me that you're not gonna pick up that phone for John Calipari? You're not gonna pick up the phone if Duke calls your phone, if Tom Izzo calls your phone. If uh, UCLA calls your phone, you trying to tell me that's not going to be a thing. You feel me? You know, I just, I just hate when people get too get too black power to really be realistic with that. That's what bothers me about that. I'm not saying there's not not support black people. But let's be very realistic here. If you have an opportunity to go play, I ain't talking about just like be on the team, you be the 15 man sitting on the bench, like or be a walk on. I'm talking about like for real opportunity to play. Mm. You're not picking up that phone call, like seriously looking at that opportunity, be like, that sounds good, but I can I can go hoop over here and and have a little, little bit of luxury. Like I'm from the hood, bro. Like I'm I'm once again, like you said, Kentucky and Duke, they, the Blue Bloods are the far end of the spectrum. But shoot, even UAB playing, not not paying, but oh, I can't say that. But even UAB has <laughs> even UAB has some. <laughs> I can't say it. I don't know, you know. Oh, can you say that? Oh, my goodness. Time, I don't have any inside information. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know one way or another. But, um, but UAB does have some good access and, you know, good opportunities and stuff. They're, they're a pretty good D1 school. Sanford University, real nice school. And so they're not as far as the end of Kentucky and Dukes, but there's still a higher level of it. You feel me? And so I think the biggest thing that we have to look at is what is most realistic for you and your goals. For me personally, I'm not getting that call from Coach K. I wasn't getting that call from John Kyler Perry. But I had a better shot of going to UAB. I had a better shot to going to Sanford. I had a better shot of going to um, – UAH, you know what I mean? Montevallo, I had a better shot to go in one of those schools. Mm. And that's still basketball-wise, strictly basketball-wise, a slightly better now than the HBCU. Because if my goal is to try to go pro, that's a little bit better look for me. So let's be fully realistic here. And I, I'm not saying not to not support black colleges, but if you're being very realistic about here and you legit have an opportunity, you feel like you have an opportunity to go play pro ball, even if it's overseas. I feel like you have to be very realistic and say HBCU might not be the best opportunity for you. But now if you're somebody who, you know, not really as pushing for pro ball or you're not as dramatically, you know, I got to play pro or whatever, then, mm-hmm. of course, look at your HBCU and, you know, and look at any option you have. Or if you want a guys who just, I want to play college ball, then why are you looking down at HBCU because it's HBCU? That doesn't make sense, like. You want to play college ball, so take the offer that you get. Like that's just that's just it's common sense. But I don't like when people be like, "Man, y'all supporting these PWIs and stuff, and y'all can use for HBCU." I'm trying to win a championship in college, bro. Like I want to be on. I'm not getting TV deals at at uh, FAMU. I'm not getting a big uh, NIL deal at a HBCU, like. No, I'm not getting the same opportunity. So now I'm not knocking HBCUs at all. Let me just state that very clearly. But what I'm saying is realistically, if I'm a Eric Bledsoe from Birmingham and I get a call from Alabama State and uh, A&M versus a call from John Kyler Perry, I, and I, I, knew, I know I have a chance to go pro, yeah, I'm going to look at it. Cool. But, uh, John, when we signing? All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like what are you talking about? Like, so I'm not I'm not knocking it, but I'm just saying let's let's be very let's be blunt here, like for real. Like the power five where it's at. I love the HBCUs, I respect them all day. But if I'm if I know my situation, I have an opportunity for that next step. Yo, Kentucky, uh 
I'm signing. Just let me know when to set everything up. Like, come on, man. <laughs> let me know when you want me to sign. What? <laughs> 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 but no, nah, let me say. Let me say this. Uh, this be my my rebuttal to that is, or I really, my last thing I say on it is, I I tell you like in a story. You know, I all got me a story for everything. You know, at least once episode. So this past season ends. You know. I know you know I had a good year, defensive player of the year, obviously, you know, it's right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we had a good year. You know what I'm saying? I was all tournament team, you know, they go to certificate for all tournament team right there. That's that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Had a good season, you know. Made a name for myself. Still got one more year to play because of COVID. This is my COVID year that I'm currently in. So I ain't gonna say no names or nothing like that. But had a school approach me. In a roundabout way, wondering if I was entering the transfer portal because you know, transfer portal almost like free agency now. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like it's like you could go wherever you want to go. So, uh, I w- I'm not in the portal, you know what I'm saying? But had school, had my homeboy asked me out of nowhere, he was like, Yeah, the school asked was wondering if you was in the portal. They asked me if you were in the portal. I told him, I, I ain't know. So I was asking you. He was like, so he, said, he asked me, he was like, so are you in the portal? You finna leave? Like, what you doing? I'm like, no, nah, I ain't in the portal. Like, I'm chilling. I plan on staying. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, oh, okay. Uh, but when he asked me that, two coaches from the same school had just followed me on, on social media. Uh, so I figured, you know, this, this was the school he was talking about, even though he never said and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. All right, well, you just let them know that I plan on staying. <laughs> but the school that they were, that we talking about was a Division One. This is a D1 school. Mm-hmm. But um, would it have been cool to go D1? Yeah, of course. Of course. Like, we all want to be D1. But uh thing about it was, you know, I've been here for two years. Uh the coaches here roll with me, you know what I'm saying? They believe in me. I know what was expected of me. You know what I'm saying? And I like it here. So I stay loyal to the soil. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I know hey, it would have been cool to be D1. Probably been in a slightly better facility, slightly better what cafeteria or whatever, you know? Cool. Would have been nice. But I stay loyal to the soil. I'm like, hey, coach, you've been good to me. You know, you do right by me. You take care of me. I'm ride with you. And so, that's kind. That's just the kind of guy that I am. So what? When I say that, I say that to say, I I'm not t- the kind the kind the kind of guy to just take what might look like the best thing just because it's the best thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm good with taking the place that's good for me. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And if I feel like Howard or Hampton or Bethune Cookman or Fam You, if I feel like them the places for me, when I actually go and pay attention and, and look at it and visit or whatever, if I feel like that's the place for me, I might be good with that. And so I know that phone call from that D1 sound good. And the Blue Bloods is kind of different because you know, you know, this is like the best of the best. So that's kind of different. I will give you that. Like Calipari call your phone. I ain't gonna sit here and say, hey, don't answer. You know what I'm saying? Answer that phone call. Hurry up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like first two rings, <laughs> maximum. Like, <laughs> like it don't ring more than three times if you see Coach K or John Calipari pop up on your phone. Yeah, but, but that's kind of different. But <clears throat> if you decide between, uh, I only want to be rude and like name another smaller D one. If you decide between a mid major D one and uh D one HBCU, don't think just because that's HBCU that this other Division one school just because it's a PWI is automatically better. So yeah. look place that that's good for you, that fits you. Not just in basketball and play and how you play and stuff like that, but you know, stuff you like to do, what kind of school you want to be in, what kind of environment you want to be in. You know what I'm saying? So pay attention to stuff like that too. So that's kind of how I feel on that's kind of my stance on it. It's like, hey man, go to the place that fit you. Don't worry about going somewhere and just like just because of that name. Cause you might get there, you might get to that 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 big name that you wanted. And we, we talked about being a big fish in a small pond or a small fish in a big pond. You might be a small, small fish, like a sardine. 
in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> like, you might be a little one, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you might get there, you, you know, you're going to have to fight it out and scrap for everything you get. And I ain't saying that's impossible, but, like, that, that's an uphill battle. You know what I'm saying? If you get in there, you a good player that, you know, they brought in and you surrounded by five-star athletes. It's like, hey, boy, suggest you get in the gym. <laughs> that's all they're going to say. Hey, man. The, uh, as Coach Butler told us many times, the shooting hours are in the chat. <laughs> he tell, hey, if a guy have a bad shooting day, he'd be like, hey, uh, the shooting hours are in the chat. They're in the group chat. So you do with that information what you will. <laughs> <laughs> so I ain't saying not to ask, you know what I'm saying? I ain't saying not to go for that that name, you know what I'm saying? Call, like I said, California call your phone out, please. Don't don't tell them Nelson said don't ask. Please don't do that. <laughs> But just just find the place that fits you. And if that's HBCU, great. Good for you, man. Take it. Go. If that's the place that fits for you, the environment you want to be in, the place you want to be, the team you want to play for, do that. Don't just chase names. Be the name. Don't chase names. Make your name the one other people chase. And, mm. you know, y'all at home with you. <laughs> That was a good bar. <laughs> uh, hey. hey. <laughs> That was a good boy. Y'all say, hey, that's off the hey, that's all me. That's off the dome. Yeah, Y'all take that, was that, home. that was a good. Yeah, I mean, I get you. Um, I I I agree more with that one. You feel me? Like, do you? And that's why I said, like, you got to be realistic with yourself first and foremost. Of like, first off, what are your expectations and, and where do you see yourself going? Now, if you're talking about going pro and that's nothing close to realistic. Then why are you turning out HBCUs? You feel me? Like that's just like, let's let's really think here. You feel me? So, um, but even deeper level, like you said, like when you look at how um, you might have a mid major or a D two school for a PWI or HBCU, like why are you turning out an HBCU because it has the name HBCU beside it? Right. You feel me? Like, but now if no, I ain't, ain't going to throw names to it either. But let's say the HBCU does not have any any real way of having that connection to the pro game. But you feel like you're capable and able to be a pro player. Why not take the, the mid-major or the D2 offer to prepare you for that next level? That makes more sense for you. You feel me? And sometimes you, you're going to be um, – not a martyr per se, but you're going to be a trailblazer that you, you're going to be the person that crawls and somebody can walk sometimes. So right. I'm going to be the guy who went to an HBCU and I might not go pro, but I help establish a culture now at an HBCU and I'm able to um, set a certain standard and set a certain culture at this college now or at this uh, university now. And now the next guy or maybe the next guy out there after him is able to be that guy who breaks through finally. You feel me? So mm -hmm. um, everybody's not built for that. That doesn't make sense for everybody. Everybody doesn't have that type of personality or the type of mindset to be that guy, you know, because if let's say um, Zion tried to go to an HBCU, he's a big enough personality to where we're going to follow him. Like, right. you know where? You going to Alaska? Oh, we 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 gonna find out. Like, let's we'll figure something out. We are gonna send the ESPN crew right away. <laughs> we are gonna have a whole team de uh, dedicated just to Alaska. That y'all y'all ship there. Y'all gone. Like, where was I? Ain't go. Y'all follow right behind them. Like, y'all live in Alaska from November to March. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever they season done, then we'll call you back over. And today, don't don't tell me nothing about no travel plans if it ain't from one part of Alaska to another. If it's in the world back here, we ain't talking. <laughs> like, oh boy, <laughs> they follow uh Lamelo Ball all the way overseas. Like, they updates on him on regular. R.J. Hampton too. Like, so, but you have to be built for that. There's not a lot of players who can really handle that. So you got to be right. self-aware for yourself and understand that. So, you know, you take a lot. You take a different hit when you're a trailblazer and you're taking that route. But on the other end of it, like. It's okay to not be a trailblazer. Like it's cool to go 
the the path that's been followed. Because, right. like once again, if you Eric Bledsoe, uh, is you from the hood, bro? We from Birmingham, Alabama. We got to say what we can get. You know, like, <laughs> like come on, man. Let's let's figure something out here. We can we can go. So, it, like, it just depends on your situation, man. But I feel like nine times out of ten. How can I say this? Uh, <laughs> BPC number one. Hey, I'm I'm figuring something out. It just has to. Your situation has to make sense. That's basically what I'm gonna say. It just has to make sense because, like, if if you just want to play college basketball, then take whatever offer you get. But now, if John Calipari called my phone, any and every HBCU would be left a voicemail. That's just how it is. I'm, I'm telling you. If I'm in a situation, like think about it now, if John's calling my phone, more than likely you you up there, like you ain't just some three star. Especially if it's John and not an assistant. <laughs> yeah. If you you ain't you probably ain't even a four star. It's five <laughs> stars and up. Like what? 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 Hey, huh? this is uh, like me personally, I don't answer on no numbers. Like I really every once in a while I will just because of situations, but whatever. But nine times right. out of ten, I'm not answering on no phone number. So I just Kentucky. Psh, not, I'm getting some I type of, in Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing here? Like I'm getting spam calls. What I see a ring again, same number, same location. What are we doing here? Like they probably text me, hey, this is John from Kentucky. Stop playing on my phone, bro. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Another call. Hello. Hey, B. Uh it's B, right? Yes, who is this? This this is John. John who? John Calipari, the uh, coach at Kentucky. Man, stop playing, bro. Like, yes, I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, come on now. So, and like you said before, if a mid major or a HBCU, it's, it's, it's more of a conversation here. But once again, it just has to make sense because some D2s and D1s for PWI will set you up a little bit easier to go that next level. And, you know, but once again, it got to make sense. But, I just don't like when people are so black power and, and so fight the power type of stuff. And just you become you lose common sense. I think that's my biggest issue to us. Like, bro, like I'm not turning on a PWI because I'm trying to support black people. I have to think about me first. Right. I think about my family. I'm from the hood, bro. Like y'all, y'all not getting the same NIL deals that these other schools getting. And I need this because I'm trying to send it back to my mama so she can be straight. So let's not lose common sense in the sight of all this, you know, this black renaissance we're trying to go through with black power and empowering black businesses and black people and all that stuff. Man, forget all that, bro. I'm trying to take care of my family. So if a PWI does that and I'm able to go pro, we're doing that route. So feel me. I just that's how I feel about it, man. So I'm not bashing HBCUs, but let's just think all the way through this, this whole system of that we're talking about here. So if PWI makes the most sense for you and that's the situation that sets you up, then cool. Let's go there. Like, let's not go too far left that we forget the full picture of what we're trying to do here. So, that's just how I feel about it, man. Are oh, you? Hey, that's a fair point, my boy. Like I said, Coach Kyle call you, answer the phone. But just give them other guys a fair shake, man. That's all I said. Give your people a fair shake. Let's let put it like that. <laughs> give you a fair shake. You know what I'm saying? And that's all yeah. I got to say on that, my boy. So, anything else you want to say on the matter? Nah, I think I might have uh, ruffled a few feathers and bothered a couple people here and there, but you know, it's all good. You know, hey, part of the deal. <laughs> it's part hey, of the deal. I, I, I know what I signed up for. We good. <laughs> hey, man. But either way, man. Well, we hope y'all enjoyed this, man. That's been another episode of the B Ball Jones podcast. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe, and hop down in the comments. And let you know, let us know what you think. Uh, get in there and let us know what you how you feel about the HBCU Power Five combo and the big fish in a small pond, small fish in a big pond combo that we had. Let us know what you would do if you're in that situation. Would you rather be the guy to stay or would you rather be Boogie at Kentucky or Eric Bless or John Wall? You know, one of them guys. So let us know what y'all would do, man. Let us know who side you on with it for real. But uh, with all that being said, man, follow Brian on all social medias at B-Ball Jones. That's B-E-Ball Jones on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and on TikTok. So y'all be sure to go follow him up over there and like what he got up already. 
and y'all follow me on uh it's, um Twitter. Twitter is always first. <laughs> y'all follow me on Twitter at NellyH34 at Nelson me on IG and you know, just find me at my name on Facebook. And we always love to keep the conversation going on over there. Um but yeah, man, be sure to like and subscribe, like I said before, man. Be sure to follow the podcast on TikTok also. You can throw that in there. Podcast has its own TikTok page. So y'all be sure to go check out the little, little snippets we got on there. And uh, that's it, man. So we once again, we appreciate y'all for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for another great episode. Man, possibly another great debate. Might be another great interview. You never know. So you got to check us out to find out, man. But without further ado, we out.